Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion among business leaders on management and leadership topics to help today's busy professionals. Today, we are talking with Ann McMillan, Senior Director of Claims, Salina Insurance Group. Welcome, Ann. In the studio, we have Jim Dixon, Tom Meyer, and Ron Kripe of Equus Consulting, and I am your host, Rick Ainsworth. Our topic today concerns remote workers and reintegration back into the office. We've spent, you know, the better part of the last year talking about our employees that had to go remote, and we focused on them. What about those folks that were remote before, but now suddenly everybody else is remote? Was there special needs that they had that you picked up on? There changes were not as visible. There were minor changes. Um, Mm -hmm. My remote staff was used to being able to also come and go. Um, So they they didn't just strictly work in their home and never get out to complete any type of inspections or meeting with customers. That was the change that affected them the most was that we had to change our operating style. We picked up a lot more tools that are done through technology so that we could still continue to service our customers, but because we couldn't have the in-person contact. So there was a lot of learning, and I know there was some stress levels that were going up from all the new technology that was introduced so fast and so quickly and the time involved with picking that up and learning it, but yet still needing to process and do their job. Are we getting to a comfort level now with folks working remote? Do they have a comfort level now that they can work effectively from home today? I have seen improvement from when it first started those first few months. I have seen improvement you you have to constantly stay in contact with them. And there's still some of the same focus issues or organizational issues that might come from the distractions of, of your home mm-hmm. that you didn't have in an office. But I do believe there's been some improvement with everybody getting a little more comfortable with it. I still question if you won't have some employees later on that become too comfortable and you do see production going down. Right. Mm-hmm. We're now at the point that a lot of companies are talking about reintegrating people back into the home office. And, you know, those conversations, well, who do we leave back out in the field? Who do we bring in? How do we bring them in? Are there people that we need to bring back in right away? I believe there could be some positions that, yes, require reintegration into an office a little more quick. A lot of support staff, it's easier for them to complete their jobs being in the office. Um, That was one of the challenges I think that our company faced is that we actually could not have every single one of our support staff out of the office. there is just some uh, duties that require someone being in the office to complete. 
So I think those positions might be uh, ones that could be critical to reintegrate back into an office, whether it be on a regular basis or a hybrid basis. Um, and, and then I think that you just, you have to consider your company culture. Um, that is, that's a discussion that we've had is, is what's, what's our company culture? What do we want that culture to look like? And, and I can honestly say there's been a, a little bit of a different feel at our company from pre-pandemic to now. And, and I, I do see a slight change moving back, but you're, you're going to have to determine what is the, the culture of your company, what type of feel are you wanting to have. Ultimately, I think the key is having flexibility. Um, flexibility with for your employees is the, the best thing that you can have all the way around. So do you think as managers, we really, or as leaders, we really have to work harder at identifying the roles that need to be really flexible? Um, it's it's going to be a, a tougher task than just a simple process of, okay, this group comes in and this group stays out. I do. There is value to having employees in the office to interact with one another, Sometimes when you are remote, you may have the thought, oh, I don't, I don't want to bother someone. I, I've had that prior to the pandemic, and I've had it um, during the pandemic. It's, oh, if I pick up a phone or I'm doing a virtual uh, conversation, I'm bothering them. Um, that is, that's something that some people will have. And if you are in an office, they don't think twice about getting up and walking over to somebody's desk. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, so easy. As I hear you talking about this, there's a theme that keeps coming back around in my head. We're lulled into with all of this technology and flexibility and, and ability to be outside the office that in some ways that we love the flexibility and it's easy. And in other ways, you can't be as a manager or a leader lulled into believing that you can go on autopilot. The way you're clued into your employees and to the culture and to your peers is remarkable. And I think that's because of who you are. I think it's because you've worked remotely, so you're more on alert to that. But I guess my aha is that's a skill, and that's a skill we're going to have to learn no matter what world we go back to, to refine and to build out is that skill of paying hypervigilant attention you know, to all of these issues that have been kind of thrown up in the air and left to fend for themselves in a pandemic. And I'm kind of curious to this too, as a leader, has there been any particular challenges for you as you move back into the office? I was happy to be able to move back to a hybrid um, for the interaction, even though, uh, you know, I've, I spent, a good amount of time um, as a remote employee, a remote manager, I actually felt during this pandemic when we could not travel, we could not interact, we weren't going into the office, I actually felt that. Mm. I, I could literally feel that the lack of interaction with people. Um, you would think that being a remote worker, it wouldn't affect me, but it did. Um, maybe not as much as those who are used to every day going into an office and then they had it uprooted immediately. 
Um, so it was it was nice for me to go back because I do I enjoy as a manager being able to have the in person one on one. I feel like you can get more out of those interactions than just um, the virtual online or a telephone. Uh, in person really does have some value to it. And again, you might be out remote and not think of uh, a department, a different department or a different person in another department that you could go talk with. Whereas if I am in the office, I just get up and walk from a desk to the other department and find someone um, when I have a question. So as a manager, you know, there were still some challenges there too. I do find it beneficial to be back with some personal interaction. Good. I hadn't thought about that side of it. Back to your point, Rick, of are our folks that are all remote, that, that have always been remote, what are their challenges? And, and I think, Anne, what I'm hearing you say is even if I was remote before the pandemic, I feel everybody else being remote. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, and to build on what Ann said, because we had very similar in our claims organization, because we had remote workers, they had other restrictions placed on them because of the pandemic that they'd never dealt with before. Oh, sure. So, you know, the, the whole quarantine thing, the, and the, you know, not being able to meet clients and, and not being able to go out and do inspections, you know, even though we thought, well, they, they're remote workers, they've been working remote for years. But no they issue. Had, yeah, no issue. But they had issues because of the pandemic that we had to work through. So, yeah, I, I echo what Ann was saying, that there were some things that we had to work through with them as well. And do you think we're going to have to do a better job of defining results of work and I'm going to compare it to, to a more traditional viewpoint of, you know, when people worked in the office, if they got in the office at 8 o'clock and left at 5 o'clock, they were good employees. Now that we don't have that in the office at 8 out at 5, a more clear definition of what work entails, of what productivity entails. I've worked in that environment where... It was, if you are not in at this time, if you leave five minutes before this time, it was frowned upon, even mm -hmm. though you might be an employee that, you know, salaried employees technically, you know, may not really have so-called set hours. You know, it's, it's get your work done. And it was still, even though if they were getting their work done, it was still frowned upon. Um, flexibility is... I think the biggest key that any company needs to explore and have nowadays, whether you're um, a, an hourly employee, whether you're a salaried employee, so many times you would see people coming into the office sick. They would be sick and they would push through because it was frowned upon that you weren't in the office. And I had this experience managing remote employees that they would call me and say, I'm not feeling well. And I would ask them, you know, well, does that mean you need a day, you know, take a sick day or are, you know, what, tell me, what, what do you think you can be doing? 
and they might be able to get through most or part of the day and and mm-hmm. just adjust how they were responding to people or interacting. I was okay with that as a manager. Um, I would just say, okay, this is this is what you need to do. Um, you know, if you you know if you don't feel well enough to take some phone calls, but you think you can return them later, that's okay. Um, so you had that flexibility. I think you have to have that flexibility now that if someone's like, I'm not feeling well, I don't think I should be coming into an office, but I can work from home, they have that ability to do so. That's what will go a long way. And and even set hours, we've had some staff that um, over time we've kind of migrated this direction where they just they don't come in until about 9 in the morning, but they work until mm-hmm. maybe 6 o'clock at night. Um, we have others that would come in at seven in the morning. They'd leave at four in the afternoon. Um, it it actually has, you know, migrated over time that that's worked well. Um, and the focus is that we we have to keep some sort of business hours, you know, during a time frame where people right. are expected to be able to reach you. But that might change um, again with with being able to have the flexibility with technology and and staying in contact um, and having teams that can help answer questions. Well, we're used to thinking about that topic in a binary way. You're either at work or you're not at work. You know, we never considered the fact that you could be at home and be productive and work, even if you didn't feel well, if you felt up to that. You know, I don't know that that was ever in the binary world an option, but it is today. And what I think you're describing is a, a different level of nuanced but very smart ability to manage people and, and manage expectations. And that's how we define expectations. And that is, I think, in the previous world, you know, prior to pandemic, prior to even that, uh, workers kind of came to the conclusion that they were being measured by the time that they were spending, like eight to five or whatever. So they just, in their brain, kind of translated it into, hey, they just want me to be here. Punch the clock. So, so it right. didn't have anything to do with a particular deliverable, but I think we're being pushed now to, as managers and leaders, to come up with a specific deliverable. What work do you need to accomplish? How many claims do you need to close? You know, how many calls do you need to make? You know, so it doesn't matter how much time you take. Thank you, Ann, for a great conversation. We appreciate your thoughts and input. Please visit us at our website, www.equisconsulting.com, and join in the conversation by leaving a comment. And thank you for listening. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.